podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, 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 and welcome to another Scoutcast brought to you by Fantasy Football Scout. As always, you're you're joined by me, Andy, FPL Mode, and we are also joined by oh, the gruesome twosome. Here they are. Seb, how's it going? Yeah, all right. Thank you, mate. Um, I'm, I'm sure I will uh, excuse your slip up there as I make many slip ups with a slightly croaky voice tonight. But otherwise, OK, thank you. How are you? It's the easiest bit of my evening. I don't know how I could possibly mess up getting, it up by saying com- the same thing Getting complacent, every week. you know? Yeah, it's the tap, the tap ins are the ones that you, that, they, that you miss. That's exactly it. And uh, we're also joined by Rich Flapjack. How's it going, Rich? OK, I've, I've gambled today. I think I, I told you before, but my back, yes, I couldn't, couldn't even get out of bed. Yeah. And I've decided to stand. <laughs> so if I collapse on the floor halfway through, like, don't worry, like, I'll be fine. <laughs> it's what happens when you're 50 plus, though, isn't it? It, it is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Been playing FPL for 35 years now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, thank you so much, everybody, for joining us this evening. Uh, not going to lie, we've uh, we've had some another stream kind of step into our turf a little bit. Monday night's our slot. We all agreed on that. The content creators, uh, you know, a mass meeting that we do every year. Everybody said Scoutcast Monday night. Some black box, I think they're called. You ever heard of them, Seb? Another thing that you uh, retrieve from a crashed plane. Don't know what that says that's about it. the FBI managers that's that run don't that. Mention, don't mention it. People no, might leave. No, <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll edit that bit out. We'll edit Ma- that bit Mark out. Mark and I'll you to say <laughs> this. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. hey, yes. hey, hey fortunately we're both on youtube right so you can watch one then you can go back and watch the other recorded exactly. it's, all, it's all lovely exactly uh but i'm sure they're doing a, a cracking job they, they i know they watch us and uh try and emulate us as much as possible uh right so tonight <laughs> we've got a uh, fantastic show tonight because there's an awful lot of football to be played in the next across the next two weeks and of course, tomorrow we have the Game Week 15 deadline. So usually we do Scoutcast and we've got five, six days to go into the deadline. Tonight we're doing it and tomorrow is the deadline. So we are very much looking forward to helping you out. If you're engaged over this period, you can almost guarantee Green Arrows. Can you guarantee Green Arrows, Seb, over this period if you're engaged? <laughs> you can never guarantee no. a Green Arrow. <laughs> Guaranteed fun? Yes, that's the one. Guaranteed fun. Rich, guaranteed. I mean, I'm saying guaranteed green arrows. Only 33% of the stream's got green arrows at the moment. It sounds like you're rubbing it in a little bit. What's that, mate? What's that? (laughs) Depends who you follow, isn't it? Depends who you follow. Uh, Right, let's uh, have a look at some points. Before we do, though, uh, make sure you become a member of Scout because there's some fantastic things in the members only area. And you also get to listen to me and Seb again on a Friday. Uh, So if you want to join our members only stream, they are available for members. Now then, we are going to be looking at our points this week. We're going to see how we got on. We've got some over and unders that we're going to be having a look at. So who's overachieving, who's underachieving. Uh, Spoiler, although Enzo scored two goals at the weekend, he is still top of the underachievers. We're going to be looking at fixtures up to 21, which is going to be very, very quick. For instance, two of those fixtures are going to be gone before the time we next stream. So we're going to be looking up to uh, game week 21 and seeing if there's any kind of swings that we want to be targeting. We're also going to be looking at fixtures excluding game week 18, and we're going to bring up a few little strategies that we're thinking about for people moving forward if they've got their wild card, if they've got their free hit, whatever it is they want to do. Then we're going to be looking a little bit at Chelsea because they are going to start sneaking into teams, so we're going to be looking at Chelsea too. We've got our over-unders back. Thank you, Ferrell, for the graphic of that one as well. Going to be looking at our bus teams and the community team and then do a bit of a Q&A at the end. And also... 
Hello, if you are watching on Twitter, because we are live streaming this on Twitter tonight as well. So if you're watching on there, hi, thank you. And if you wanted to join the stream, you're welcome to, to ask us some questions towards the end. So here we go then. This was an eventful week for transfers, wasn't it? Uh, I started this week with doing my transfers on Sunday. So I did my transfers on Sunday. I did Cash and Bowen to Saliba and Mbumo because I literally could not have done those transfers on Monday. Uh, although I say that now, I then did a minus four on Friday night, Saturday night, Saturday morning. Uh, I did, I know, I did Eze to Palmer for a minus four. So it's the first hit I've taken all year. I ended up with 71 minus the four. So ended up with 67. Uh, I had Ariola in goal, Saliba, Simicas, and Taylor. So Saliba got one, Simicas four, Taylor got me 10. Absolute hero. Charlie Taylor getting me 10 points there. Uh, Saka got me eight, Mbuma got me five, Son got me 10, Salah got me five, Palmer got me one because we didn't realise he was actually injured. Uh, then I had Watkins with 11. I didn't get rid of Watkins. I thought about it. I thought about doing Watkins to Darwin instead of Eze to Palmer, but I went with the Palmer route instead. And then I had Harland as captain with 14. Mitchell, Maguire and Archer getting me a mixture of twos and ones. So 71 points down to 67. Got me 100k green arrow. Very, very happy with that. Could have been more. Could have been 72 clean points. So I would have been up a little bit higher, but I would have had to have made that transfer to Palmer this week or next week anyway. So I feel like I've kind of saved myself a transfer later, later down the line. Yeah, not a lot I could have done. I mean, Seb, I know you were. we were messaging a little bit before I made the transfer. You were not keen on the Eze de Palma move for a hit, were you? Nah, it didn't feel no. like one that... It didn't feel like the one that would pay your four points back. But easy for me to say now, right? When when it hasn't done, it'd be great for me to just go, ha ha, told you so. But it's a gamble. We we, we, we never know. So yeah. uh, you live and you, you try again. And it was close. He was just about to be subbed on, and they got the penalty, wasn't it? He was waiting. That would have been that would have been nuts. I mean, the way the way around it happened was quite. I mean, I'm a Palmer owner too, as well. So yeah. you know, uh, I join you there. But that was quite funny when I saw that on uh, on the app like pop up, literally a one minute to the next, and I was like, ah, FPL, yes, yes, yeah. indeed. That, that was payback for the Isak and Wilson thing that you benefited from at the end of last season. Uh, I mean, to be oh. fair, I benefited much much more from that than I suffered from this. So I'll take it if, that, <laughs> exactly. if that's my karma. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, Charlie Taylor, we all had him, didn't we, boys? I've got him. Yes. Didn't outscore Kieran Trippier, did he, mate? So, <laughs> come now. No, he didn't. He didn't indeed. Uh, moving on to Rich's point. So, Rich, talk us through your team this week. Yeah, I had, I had an absolute mare. And I thought my team looked really good on paper. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I got I got 54 points. My transfers, I did. I bought in. I had to use one as well, so I was in this situation again. And actually, we were talking before. My best possible transfer, if I'd done Ariola to Kelleher, I'd have only lost one point, so I'd have only been one point down. But I ended up costing myself fifteen points and using oh. both transfers because I did uh, Watkins to Darwin, um, which cost me nine. I don't feel that bad about the one. That one. The one I'm annoyed about is I got FOMO. I was more than happy playing Charlie Taylor. But I, I thought he'd get six points. That was yeah. my like, that was my thought. <laughs> um, but obviously, it was much much worse, especially to score. Um, sorry, get the assist so early in the game week. But yeah, at thir- I've just checked thirteen twenty seven. So three minutes before the deadline, I did Maguire to Simicast. Use my second transfer, and to be honest, Simicast was lucky to get four points. Yeah. So yeah, I cost myself fifteen points. I got the captain right. And I've got, I mean, I've got twenty points on my bench again. So that's like two two weeks in a row now. 
you you boys are really good at getting points on your bench <laughs> like really yeah. good at it until yeah. we bench boost yeah which <laughs> yeah. We, 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 me and Zeb were looking at our bench points i've had over 20 points three times now which i'd love that on a bench boost i think seb's had it twice but has had one that was like 26 or something o- over 100 points benched in seven weeks oh man <laughs> I, I mean you're glad that your squad's got those points within them i guess but it's a killer when it oh, keeps yeah. happening. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd expect it more from Seb because obviously Seb's got no Harlan, so you expect yeah, his bench to be better. But I'm getting I'd it with more from like Seb because he's really bad Palmer's at picking an eleven. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Seb, let's move on to your team then. Uh, so <laughs> Rich doesn't have to talk about his bench anymore. Thank you. Uh, Seb, talk us through yours. Looks like an okay week. Sure. Uh, so I pulled sixty-one points uh, with Ryer and goal, which uh, I mean, we all lost probably at best. A single clean sheet, if not a double Arsenal clean sheet, didn't we? Which felt a bit unfortunate, but because everyone had a similar thing, it's all relative, so yeah, it doesn't really matter. Uh, Trippier with 12, which is nice. Simicas with 4, although I hear rumours that there's a dodgy assist or not a dodgy assist there somewhere. I didn't catch it, so I will take my 4 happily. Uh, Captain Salah with 10, Son with 10, Saka with 8, Palmer and uh, Vice Captain and Boomer. Come back to Palmer in 2nd, and Boomer got 5. Darwin got two, unfortunately, of course, he did. Everyone bought him, so he couldn't possibly score points. Uh, and Julian Alvarez got me five. My bench is Johnston, Archer, Dallo, and Pedro Porro, which adds up to five points. So I finally nailed that one at last. But what I didn't nail was my transfer. So I had two going into this week. Um, and a pretty a pretty decent team. I had Watkins uh, and I had Fernandez. So I did Fernandez to Palmer and Watkins to Alvarez, which I think are reasonable moves to have done at some point over the next couple of weeks not last week uh if i'd just done nothing burned the transfer would have come out nicely of course because watkins did well although alvarez what hit the post created an absolute bunch of chances and now has a couple of better fixtures than watkins so i don't hate that move what i guess is disappointing and feels quite similar to the last well half a dozen weeks maybe with like benches and transfers it feels like i've not done anything stupid but i've always maybe gone or maybe i've done something stupid but i've always just fallen short of like maybe pulling off the the hindsight correct move if that makes sense and i don't mm. i don't think it's always hindsight right i think there are times when you could have gone said mate that's not going to go your way so this week for example some of the moves available to me were like dallow to colwell which was top on some of the models that would have gone quite nicely even if i'd benched colwell because i would have kept watkins uh dallow to pinnock to set me up for the brentford fixtures in the future bruno to foden i very nearly did and i would have done if i had had confidence in watkins starting the idea that I thought I'd probably get rid of Watkins next week anyway for Alvarez pushed me into making the moves I did. So I like my squad, but maybe a bit of an error with the transfers. But here we are. Yeah, exactly. And Rich, you obviously did the same move. You, well, no, you, you did slightly different. You went Watkins to Darwin. Do you, do you regret that now? Or like, do you think it was I mean, an error? Yeah, or do you, yeah, yeah, no, lost, I mean, yeah, I've lost nine points. Yeah, yeah. But do you, do you think that was an error on your part? Or was it just kind of, you know, bad variance? So, I, I mean, I don't think it... I mean, it was an error, obviously, in hindsight. The yeah. thing I'm annoyed about is that I didn't then keep the money. I didn't keep two free transfers, and I just bought Simakas in. That's the yeah. bit I'm annoyed annoyed by. Fair enough, yeah. I'm seeing mixed reports on if Darwin's going to start midweek. I'm not feeling that confident, and I'm not feeling that confident about Simakas either. Yeah. But, if they, I mean, if they do, you know, that that's a glorious fixture. I mean, that could make it up in literally one half. Yeah. That could make up the swing with with Watkins. So I mainly regret doing the second move, to be honest. I think I got a bit carried away. There was a lot of people doing moves last week. Yeah. Um, I mean, I had exactly the same team as Praz before I did my first transfer. And, he, you know, he's done amazingly this week. His team looks incredible. So 
a bit like when I removed Simicast a couple of weeks ago, having two free transfers is kind of, it probably has made my team a little bit worse. Yeah, it's funny that, isn't it? It's it's mainly the defender. It's, it's Simicast I'm not, I'm not enamoured with. But mm. part of the thinking was, I, I looked at having two free transfers if I didn't do the move for this week. And I'd have been faced with playing like Maguire, for example, or actually, to be honest, Liveramento would have been okay, but a rotation risk. But I thought I'd be bringing Simicast in today anyway, if you see what I mean. But yeah. yeah. But it it feels like one of those where like you know people made very reasonable decisions with the information at hand. So like Watkins to Darwin, I, I didn't do that. I had Darwin already, but Watkins to Darwin, with the knowledge that Watkins was injured and may or may not recover from said injury, Darwin had a good fixture. Watkins has some poorer fixtures. Yes, there's the question over whether Darwin will play midweek, but it's like tangent on that. I think like we can overplay that. Who knows if he'll play or not, but. Footballers play two matches in a week literally all the time, all of the time. Darwin has done it very recently for country and club and will do it for club. The reason he'll get rotated at Liverpool is because they have the option to rotate him, not because he can't play twice in a week. So if Klopp thinks he needs him, then he'll be fine to play, I assume. So I think, you know, making that move with the information everyone had at hand was entirely reasonable. It just hasn't quite gone our way. And now, post-fact, there's obviously the question over Darwin, which is a bit you know, a bit less comfortable. But say Watkins had been injured and Darwin hadn't hit the post, was it twice or something, but had scored two, you'd now be going, oh, well, it doesn't matter if he plays midweek. You know, I'm, I'm up on this move, I feel good, and I'll keep going. The outcome of what happened doesn't really change how that was a decision process that I think made sense and could have gone it, a different way. It's a, it's a really good point, actually, because actually part of the thought process with doing it is I was actually listening to Andy and Mark, not not to blame them. I was listening to it about midnight on whenever the deadline was, Friday, Friday night. Yeah. And I mean, I thought the part... The point Mark made about the fact that, you know, imagine Watkins doesn't play 90 minutes. Imagine his minutes are managed, you know, throughout the week. But obviously he has then played 90 minutes and scored, um, you know, really late on as well. So the, it's quite clear now that Watkins is absolutely fine. Yeah. So, yeah, that that kind of shades it a little bit. But look at people who kept bowing the week before that, you know, that didn't work out at all. So I, I can tell you the exact moment I knew that the people that did the Watkins to Darwin move was going to fail. Do you know what it was? When Darwin when? turned up and he had braided hair, I was like, "No, he is. He, there is no." I'm not going to laugh at anyone's hair, out. Andy. This is. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "No, this is definitely going to fail." Now look at him, but yeah, no, it was it was tough because everything made sense with doing it. Watkins yellow flag, Darwin with three glorious fixtures. They scored four goals, and for him not to be involved in any of them, like you, if, if you'd have been told Villa are going to win, what was it? They won. They drew two all, didn't they? And Liverpool are going to score four goals in the first fixture. I think you would have, most people would have done that move. As well, especially if you knew Mark Darwin's minutes as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because he played. Did he play all ninety? He didn't get a sub, did he? I believe. I don't think he did get a sub. No. I'm just going to check now. I'm pretty sure he didn't. Yeah, they, no, no, he played ninety minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and there was. I mean, there was actually a thought as well when I brought Darwin in. I was genuinely hoping for like Harry Maguire points. And then <laughs> I looked at Maguire. He got like six, six, seven, and. I kind of actually thought that's what we'd get. Yeah. I don't actually expect these 20 pointers that people talk about, you know, he's going to score like four or five goals. Yeah. I, I don't see that happening with him. Uh, well, I'll, I'll have happily taken a six because obviously big, big chances missed. He's not going to get bonus very often no, unless very he true. double returns. Yeah. Well, there you go. It's a, it's a move that a lot of people have made, but it's yeah. not a move for one week. It's a move well, for well, Sheff Sheffield United. Exactly. Look at Burnley. Charlie Taylor looked like world class. Yeah. So let's um, just, imagine. <laughs> let's just hope he plays, eh? 
Right. Uh, moving on to the overs table. So these are the people that are overperforming. Oh, and look at that. Watkins top of the table there. So he is the top overperformer so far this year. Uh, he's got himself eight goals and nine assists so far this season. Uh, but he's overperforming by point uh, by 4.38. Soufal is second. Then Son. Son's kind of been a regular overperformer on a lot of these tables. Uh, Doku Huang. Anthony Gordon. Pedro Neto. Elanga. Foster. And Haaland. We've just spoken about Watkins a little bit there. Rich, if I go to you first, have you still had Watkins? Because, for instance, there is the possibility that some people are thinking maybe this week is the week to do it. Maybe this week is the week to go from Watkins to uh, uh, Darwin, for instance, with two really nice fixtures. Watkins has got two pretty horrendous fixtures, basically the two worst fixtures he could have in Man City and Arsenal. Do we Do we just keep him, if you've still got him now... Do you just keep him because he's just overperforming and he seems to be doing it every week? Just one point on the data quickly. I think a lot of the, lot of the reason he's overperforming was that Brighton game because I think he had an XGI. It was un, it was under one. Yeah. But then he had like five attacking returns in that, in that game, if you remember yeah. the 6-1 win. Um, but no, it's I, I think it's kind of the same as last week. I think it's, I hate this word, but it's team dependent because I think the only people that really did the move last week, they didn't have other moves to do. Mm. So they kind of just went for it. You know, they went to attack that block of fixtures. And a bit like Seb touched on earlier, it possibly was a move I was going to look at this week anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously now the fixtures out the way, I'd have liked to have seen Darwin you know, subbed a bit earlier, potentially, um, and maybe have scored a goal. But you, <laughs> you see you see what I mean. But yeah, I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, there are people out there with two transfers. Yeah. I wouldn't rule it out. But then I guess it's then going back to Watkins game week 18 where you're possibly you know captaincy that week's between him and son yeah yeah exactly uh, son's so, the other one i was I, son's no i was other... just gonna say i just wouldn't wouldn't rule it out but it's, yeah. it's hard to make a strong argument either way yeah i mean seb son's the other one i was going to ask you about here it, it, obviously son is overperforming the season he's just come off a goal and assist against manchester city a lot of people see him as the we can downgrade him at some point so we can maybe get a Trippier, so we can maybe get a Haaland back if they went Haalandless. Is that something you think is worth doing moving forward? Because obviously, after Christmas, we're thinking about him leaving to go to you know the Asian Cup. Is that something you're thinking of doing or is he just a, a firm hold again as well? I mean, it's nice to see Son and Haaland back on this table together, right? This is, mm. the, this is where they belong. Uh, and I think the fact that Son is overperforming and towards the top of the overperformers has absolutely nothing to do with whether you should buy or sell him because he's a good finisher. We know that. That's always been the case. There's no new information there. But harder fixtures are still harder. Like, sure, he may convert more of his chances on average than someone else, but he will get fewer chances in harder fixtures, just like anyone will. So I don't really think him being an overperformer changes the calculation any more than, you know, it would have done any other week because we know who Son is, we know who he is as a player. There is a chance he will return points in harder fixtures, just like any good player. But they are harder fixtures, and so his points potential is certainly lower. And I think the gamble, gamble, probably the right word, but, you know, sort of uh, the calculation you're making with your team is that, sure, Song can do well, but if I can sell him for a Haaland or for a Trippier or for a Trent or whatever it is you're trying to do, I can net more points with that move, is what you'd be trying to do if you're going that route, I think. Yeah, and and Rich, I just mentioned there about potentially downgrading Son so you could maybe upgrade someone to, say, a Trippier. Trippier's fixtures soon look very, very nice on paper. Would it be worth doing that move? You know, kind of downgrading Son to, say, an Mbumo or something like that and then upgrading 
so, so you could get Trippier? Like, are we looking at maybe getting a Trippier in during that run? And is it worth losing Son? I mean, I did talk about the downgrade of Son last week, didn't I? Mm. I was looking at that to then get Trent in. And obviously, that, I mean, it wouldn't have paid off by that much because obviously Son got 10 points. Obviously, if he hadn't got the own goal, it would it would have been a, a lot more. Um, so no, I, I, I don't really like it. I mean, yeah. there's so many good Newcastle assets. I mean, we're probably going to talk about one a lot of people are looking at later. We've seen that Botman's back in training. And I get it, it doesn't cover Trippier. But no, I'm, I'm very happy. I think there's a very set midfield now. Um, a lot of people have Gordon over Palmer. So, you know, there are six or seven options there. But obviously that has a cost to it. People want to keep Watkins, who's the second most expensive striker in the game, as, yeah. as well as Haaland. Then if we're looking at like Darwin, Alvarez, you know, when the double comes, I don't really see where you've got the room to do that. Hmm. Unless you want to go like too cheap. You could go Palmer and Gordon in midfield, potentially. Or you just risk like a Solanke over a Watkins. Yeah. But short answer, no. Like, um, especially after that performance the other day, I just wouldn't want to lose Son. And that's why I didn't do the move to get Trent in. That's fair enough. I mean, Seb, Rich has just mentioned there, Gordon, he was going to be the next person I was going to ask you about. Is he ever going to stop scoring and stop hurting me, do you think? Yeah, as soon as you buy him back, I think that's how this works. Yeah, it? that's exactly how it works. <laughs> I mean, you can take maybe you can take some solace in the fact that he's appearing on the other performers. And I think the only players, maybe, on this list that you would say should consistently appear here season after season are Haaland and Son. The rest will rotate. Watkins, for example, very regularly we've seen him on the opposite of these mm. tables, you know, in past seasons. So, and as Rich said, a lot of this comes from one, one match, you know, it is data that is very, very volatile and very, uh, very sensitive to sort of single events or single matches that is, but I don't think there's anyone else on this list who you would say, you can make arguments, of course, but like Alanga, for example, but like, yeah, but if he gets chances, he just converts at a higher rate than other people. So I'm cool with him being on this list. And so I think Gordon sure is overperforming, but you can take a small amount of comfort in the fact that given the information you had, which is that he is, an average converter give or take and he had mm -hmm. you know whatever fixtures you didn't expect him to get enough points to be worth it in your team and the fact that he's overperforming maybe just confirms that if anything the only thing you did was undervalue his finishing which i'm not sure you did yeah no no bless anthony i miss him already uh moving on to the underperform uh, yes yeah, so to the underperformers now and surprisingly as i said before enzo fernandez is still top so he gets two goals but he's still top unfortunately because one of them was a penalty and that doesn't help him on the underperformers we got rashford up next then hoyland and bumo is still on the underperformer list uh even this week, only got one assist in a in a three one win against Luton. Iwobi, Nicholas Jackson, Jesus, Eze, who could be back sooner than we thought uh, if he doesn't want to talk to his medical team at all. And then Dunk and Gibbs White. Now, I need to talk, Seb. I'm going to go to you first because I feel like we mention these every time we bring up the underperformers. Rashford, Hoyland. I think Bruno's probably on here somewhere, but he's not in the top ten there. Man United, their fixtures aren't nice really moving forward. There are some people who are still with United. You've dropped Bruno now. Bruno's not in your team. You've dropped him for Palmer. Do we, we, I'm assuming by now, if you've still got them, you cut your losses and you move to that kind of, those six or seven midfielders that Rich mentioned earlier. Yeah, but not because they're on this table. It's because fixtures and other players with better fixtures, better value. Uh, the reason I sold Fernandez, I've only bought him back for two fixtures, which was the Everton and Luton, which, uh, which didn't, I don't think, did I get one one assist from that maybe? Which is certainly less than I was hoping for. And as you say, a lot of the explanation for that for that is in this table, right? We have two of the worst converse, converters of chances so far this season in Rashford and uh, Hoyland up there at the top. 
which maybe explains you know while they're lacking a few points but also man united's performances overall haven't been that good so those two things combined is is a tricky cocktail right if you're yeah. if you're not creating as much as you would hope as a big team like man united and then you aren't converting the things you are creating well it's very very hard to win matches and earn fpl points isn't it but i think the reason to move away from man united now and for example i've got dallo and i would like to move him on is fixtures and the relative fixtures of other people rather than their appearance on this table yeah no i agree and yeah i mean even as a man united fan i don't think i can be disappointed in real life and in FPL as well with only Man United players. So I definitely, if I had them, I think I'd be getting rid. Rich, people are going to absolutely crucify me for saying this, but we're obviously thinking about Chelsea assets moving forward. And in the next couple of weeks, people will be bringing them in, rightly so, because their fixtures are brilliant. Nicholas Jackson? Nicholas (laughs) Jackson on your radar at all? I was, I was just thinking, Seb, I was looking Seb's at that. Seb's doing his I'm... best dairy milk. We'll see uh, advert where the eyebrows go there. I liked it. Yeah, oh, there it is. Yeah. I, I just can't believe he's still on this table after scoring a hat-trick. It, forget, it makes you realise how dominant he was at <laughs> underperforming early in the season. Um, I mean, even now, to be honest. Yeah. Um, no. I mean, obviously, Nkunku, he's been back in training. I think he's... I mean, I'm not going to go for him when he's come back from like quite a long-term injury. Yeah. And he's never played a competitive game for Chelsea either over Christmas. But that would that would give me worries as well. So my, my very short answer there is is no. Yeah. Under different circumstances, yes. I mean, if he was still playing every other game with that fixture run, and don't forget, I didn't go for him last time, so maybe I'm not burned by it. I would happily go there, but the circumstances just aren't right. Yeah. I, I don't see why you'll do it. There's so many other players I think I get in. Like, for instance, Seb got Alvarez this week, and I think that would be a much better move than going to Jackson. For well, instance. yeah, you'll you'll be benching one of the midfielders. You know, the five mids. You can have five really, really good midfielders. Yeah, we've talked about Watkins. We've talked about you know Darwin. Like you said, Alvarez. You're going to have Haaland. Yeah, I just don't see why. You, I just yeah, I can't see a world where you'll go for Jackson. Yeah, I mean, it's probably one for draft leagues, not FPL. Yeah, exactly. Don't mention draft leagues, mate. Uh, Seb, uh, anybody else on this list kind of uh, stand out to you? I mean, I guess we've mentioned Chelsea. And we've got a little little thing on them coming up. Um, Umbumo, we'll mm. talk about Brentford, I think, in a moment as well. Uh, probably, probably the one. Just scanning through it now. I mean, there's Arsenal, Jesus, but I think there's better Arsenal options yeah. as well. We probably all have double defence and Saka or single defence. Saka, Erdegaard might be quite nice. Although, hey, you know, recency bias with him scoring some points. So I think really it would just be. And Mbumo, who, spoilers, when we look at fixtures in a minute, if we remove the blank, Brentford do very, very well. Yes, they do And, and Dunk, Dunk, I don't think anyone's going to buy him because they don't get clean sheets. But obviously he's suspended at the moment. Yeah. And then he get he comes back and he's on four yellow cards. Oh, is yeah. he actually? <laughs> yeah, because so he, he, he come got back two yellows, suspended. didn't he? So he got, he got booked. Then he yeah. got a straight red. So Ooh. it counted as his fourth yellow. <laughs> then he got a red card, which was a two-game suspension for, well, I won't repeat what he said. Um, nice. And yeah, then he comes back on the suspension tightrope. Cool, not good. Alongside Trippier, actually, I know we were obviously talking about Trippier as well, but that's another reason I'll probably yeah. wait on him. Yeah, he's on four yellows, isn't he? Right. Well, let's have a look at some fixtures then. So these are the fixtures up to twenty-one, and these are are ranked in terms of uh, easiness uh, and difficulty, I should say. <laughs> uh, and at the top are Chelsea. So Chelsea have Man United away this week, but then the it's just a sea of blue fixtures. Then it's Wolves, then Brighton, Burnley, Liverpool, Man United, and Arsenal. 
And then you go into Fulham, Nottingham Forest and West Ham. And then right at the bottom, you've got Crystal Palace, Aston Villa and Man City. Crystal Palace are comfortably at the bottom there. But interesting, Man City and Brentford are near the bottom. But as Seb's just said, if you take those blanks out, actually they do jump up quite considerably there. Uh, in particular, Man City, you look at their fixtures apart from the blank and they are really, really nice. Um, well, and Brentford's actually when I'm saying that there. Now, we, we've mentioned Chelsea and I'm going to probably bring up another slide we've got there because I think this links in really nicely. Seb, we said about three, four, five weeks ago it doesn't matter. Look at those fixtures. People are going to be jumping on Chelsea. And in particular, yeah. that defender who never seems to be able to stay fit and even got suspended once this, this year because of a red card. We're going to be jumping on them soon, aren't we? Yeah, I mean, like, it takes, what, one one assist, one goal, especially if it comes against Man United, for suddenly him to be the transfer of choice. And it wouldn't even be crazy. I, I'd be remiss to sort of take too much joy in that because I'm always often on the opposite side of, you know, sort of trying to play into into sort of reactionary transfers. So if someone has just done points, that doesn't necessarily mean they will do more points. So if James does that, I can't go, ah, I told you so, because I would you know be a bit of a hypocrite there. But I think you look at those fixtures, you look at the pedigree of any, you know, ignore Reece James, if you like, just there are three Chelsea players available to you, be that Colwell, uh, Sterling, Maybe one of Cuckoo's back, Palmer, everyone will have. Goalkeeper Sanchez, Jackson Shaw, if you want that risk. Uh, there's also other defenders, you know, if you wanted. For example, if Rhys James were to get injured, especially for a while, we'd probably have Mano Gusto back. So there are options there for you. Chelsea is good... injured as well. Oh, is he? Oh, so Dizazi probably then would be the... Yeah, possibly, yeah. But I mean, yeah, that are... increases James's appeal in my head. But sorry to interrupt. <laughs> no, no, no. By all means, that's useful information. Thank you so much for interrupting. Um... I think I think that's a good point, actually. Yeah, because I guess it doesn't it doesn't reduce the chance of him getting injured, but obviously, if they were to try and reduce his minutes, they have a lesser option on the bench. So unless the game state is very much in their favour, you're probably less likely to see that. Although that might increase the chance of him getting injured. So you can balance that however you like. Um, but yeah, I think even if you want to ignore Reese James, there are good fixtures there and a good enough team to take advantage of those fixtures. You know, it's not like we're looking at with respect Luton, for example. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And for, for context, by the way, and for people listening on the pod, so Chelsea's fixtures are Man United away, Everton away. Then they've got Sheffield United at home, Wolves away, Crystal Palace at home, Luton away and Fulham at home. So lovely, lovely home fixtures, lovely away fixtures as well. Obviously, 15 and 16, you could possibly say, are the hardest of the two, hardest of the lot up until 21, but then they really do turn. I am going to bring up the slide that we've got on Chelsea as well because Seb's mentioned there the the options that we've got and we've also got some stats on Nkunku at the bottom there as well. Rich, on the screen here, we've got... They're, they're ranked in terms of XGI so far this season, XGI per 90. Nicholas Jackson's top, then Palmer, then Enzo Fernandez, then Sterling, then Reese James, then Colwell. Nicholas Jackson is... He's not even comfortably top. He's 0.84, but Palmer's 0.83. Obviously, this is with penalties as well, so that does make a big difference with Palmer. They are considerably higher than the next one, which is Enzo Fernandez on 0.47. If you're looking at who you're possibly going to be getting in for Chelsea in the next couple of weeks, and when I say next couple of weeks, this is probably next weekend that you're thinking about making the move, because obviously we'll have the, the transfer deadline again midweek. Who are you thinking you might be getting in if you could? I mean, this is what I've been thinking about, I was going to say all week, but since since yesterday. Yeah. So I, I'm more than happy with Palmer. It sounds like it was just a precaution with him being benched yesterday. And obviously him coming on is a good thing, I would imagine. Yeah. So I'm going to say Palmer 
it gets more difficult beyond that because I've been here before with Chelsea where I remember they had a double game week last season and I piled into a load of their defenders. It was the one against Fulham. I had like Aspilicueta, Kukurea. Basically, I was just getting them because they were Chelsea players. Yeah. And they didn't end up playing, you know, both games in the double or they were missing games around it, particularly Aspilicueta. So I'm much more cautious now, not just with Chelsea, but with all teams, of not just getting someone in just because they got a good fixture run, squeezing them in. And I mean, the two I'd really, really want would be Palmer and Sterling. Yeah. I just don't see a way I'm going to get Sterling into my team. It would take like a Son injury, Salah injury, Mbumo injury. It'd be something like that. And then I would, I mean, the, the second that happens, I would shuffle everything around. I'll have Sterling and Palmer, 100%. Yeah. Defenders, I'm, I'm leaning towards James again. Mm. I mean, he's so cheap, but there is rotation risk, even with like Colwell and stuff yeah. at, the, at the moment, because obviously Kukurea was suspended in the last game. Um, and obviously James is suspended as well. So... I don't feel I know enough about Colwell. I know you had him earlier in the season. He was absolutely nailed, but yeah. it just looks a lot more murky now. And especially with games coming in quick succession, if I'm going to take a risk on a defender, James probably doesn't seem much more risky than Colwell. Yeah. And he's, he's only, what, 0.8 more? 0.9, yeah. Point, oh, is it 0.9? But I yeah. mean, that's still, you know, you used to pay how much for Rudiger back in the day and stuff. You know, it's probably about the price you pay for, for James this season. So yeah, very they'd, true. they'd be the three. Yeah, and Seb, you've you've got a little table at the bottom here about Nkunku. Just talk us through, oh. obviously, obviously, what we could be seeing with him when he is back, and when you think he actually could be back. Because we've been hearing this a lot of the year, haven't we? Saying, "Oh, be careful about Palmer because Nkunku could be back," and things like that. Do you think it's going to have much of an impact? So, I, I mean, yeah, it will certainly have an impact, right? But I think that impact will be spread across the various positions. It's been a long, long time since preseason when Nkunku was playing off Jackson and it looked great, but they hadn't signed Palmer by then. Sterling hadn't had good performances that he's had in the league. I think even the shape was quite different, right? They, they, they then started the season with the sort of Chilwell left wing thing, didn't they? Possibly as a response to not having Nkunku or not having other players in the team. So I think a lot of things have happened since Nkunku was last available. And so it's, it's very hard to take that information with too much weight going forwards. And of course, we should keep that in mind when we look at these stats. These are the last four seasons from Leipzig. So completely different league, completely different team. In the last two seasons there, you can see based on the XG versus non-pen XG, he was taking at least some, if not all, penalties. I'm not actually sure if it was because of Timo Werner at one point, maybe. But hey, um, he's taking some penalties, at least there. Someone in the chat may know better than me. Whether he comes and then takes penalties off Palmer, that would be more of a direct concern than, say, minutes, for example. But again, I don't think we have anything to go on there other than guesswork. I think we can wait on Nkunku. The problem would be if you go and secure yourself three Chelsea players, it's obviously much harder then to move to Nkunku from that, especially if then Nkunku, say say he played up front and Jackson drops out the team and you've chosen Jackson as one of your Chelsea players, that does create a bit of a problem for yourself. So I'd be very tempted to sort of over 15 and 16 when we were looking at those fixtures, maybe gather myself one or two Chelsea players, be that a James and a Palmer, and leave one spot available to either respond to, hey, if Chelsea absolutely bomb in 15 and 16, maybe you'll be put off. Or if Nkunku does come back into the side in that time. And hey, keep you know keep an eye on the news. 15 and 16 sound that, like they're away away, but it's like a week, isn't it? So I think you can gather a bit more information and have that flexibility in your team. The one thing I would just add on some of that as well, and this goes for not just Chelsea, but all of this conversation, you're going to hear a lot of people say, in, including myself and, and, and the other two in on this stream here you're going to hear people say over this period be careful with minutes rotation will happen and you know no one's safe etc etc 
But in isolation, that information isn't actually very helpful to us. Because if you just keep telling me that minutes are at risk and all my players are at risk, cool. But which players do I actually get? The answer, of course, is, you know, yes, Salah or maybe your Haaland, whoever it is. But we have those players anyway. They Those weren't really the ones in the question. So I think we do need to try and provide an answer as well. So when we're saying be careful with with Rich James or whoever it is, because their minutes are at risk. If we can't also provide an alternative, then I guess that risk is kind of worth it. Because the point is there isn't someone else who can come in and be a more secure option for us so i think that's what you need to be looking for here you know if you put aside your you know your 90 minute talismans and Mbumo and salah we've all got them anyway that's not what we're looking for here you're looking effectively for slightly more risky spots in your squad over this period so i think if we're choosing between the best ones of those things like fixtures things like previous pedigree and sure some minutes concerns where possible where legitimate i think is the way to try and look at this yeah, I like it. Zeb. If any of that made any sense, <laughs> and, I, and I do apologise because I was looking in the chat quite a bit while you were you were explaining yes. beautifully about Nkunku because we had about 150 people join us all at once. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wonder why. why I was yes. laughing. Why? I didn't yes. mean to think I was laughing at your point about Nkunku, but <laughs> no, Black, no, I'm, uh, very I'm assuming As and Mark have sent over quite a few people to us. Oh, well, uh, if they did, and- bless them. They, no, no, not bless them, because all they've what? done is rip me about Anthony Gordon since they've been here. So. <laughs> uh, I yes. mean, only 50% of that pod is allowed to rip you, right? Because uh, I think their average rank is probably lower than yours. So Exactly. They've just exactly. sent people to the to, to, to us. And you, yeah. <laughs> shh, shh. Anyway, uh, so that's our Chelsea assets there. And Seb, just finish yes. off really, really quickly, because we've already asked Rich. In a couple of weeks, you've got two Chelsea players in your team. Which two are they? Well, I own Palmer and I'll definitely own these teams. So it's so, those two. I like it. Yeah, I, I I'd like, like a third. Nice. Uh, so moving on back to our fixtures up to 21 then. We've mentioned Chelsea there. We wanted to mention them in a little bit of detail because I think people are going to start looking at them a lot more closely now. It's interesting. Wolves and Brighton are the next two. I don't fancy getting any Wolves or Brighton players. Although, Rich, there's been one that's... Well, one or two that have done okay. Obviously, Huang and Cunha have done okay recently. Eight Nori looks like it could be back a little bit sooner. There are some bargains in there, but trying to fit them in instead of other players seems tricky, doesn't it? In what, Wolves and Wolves and Brighton? Well, Wolves in particular, but either yeah. really. I mean, Brighton's got all the rotation as well. I mean, the thing with Wang is we, we've just got so many midfielders that are going to the Asia Cup or AFCON, and that's just adding a fourth in there, as yeah. assuming most people have got Son, Salah and Bumo. So... I think he's great if you've got him at the moment. Obviously, we know he's not, he's on penalties, but I wouldn't want to be bringing in a fourth midfielder. No. And I know it's a, it's some way off, but the game week is going to come thick and fast. So I think that's why you can eliminate him from the discussion. Yeah, I mean, maybe more fool us. Um, uh, like I say, those, those fixtures are good, especially next two at home as well. And then Brighton, they got two lovely fixtures: Brentford at home, Burnley at home. I mean, I like Pedro as my eighth attacker. Yeah, he hasn't started five games in a row keep scoring though yeah he scored yeah 20 points over five weeks um but i like him as my eighth attacker i wouldn't downgrade him to archer for yeah. example and then semenyo i think he's going to the afcon as well so hmm. and i think wood had a knock so as eighth attackers go he's all right if you don't mind your player he's never right. ever starting he's all right and fourth on this list is burnley I, on a scale of one to ten how essential is charlie taylor moving forward very essential. Yeah, I mean, those have got so. him at 3.9. What what a gift. 
I know. That, that was also why I was annoyed, because he'd have come off my bench last time and scored. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I mean, he's not quite Mitchell, but he's done okay, hasn't he? He's done okay. You've had so many of these, mate. You've had, you had Colwell, who got I 12 did. points. I You've did, had 15 did. points from Mitchell. Yeah. Still can't keep up with I've, I've got a list. Yeah. <laughs> Go on, real through him, real through him. No, the list has other stuff on yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't know. I knew it. Called your bluff there. Called your bluff. Uh, no, lovely stuff. Well, let's have a look then, because these are the fixtures up to 21. And Seb, if I come to you really quickly, if you have used your wildcard, if you have no intention of free hitting, who should be your priority transfers moving forward for the next, like, you know, two, three game weeks? Because obviously this is going to come very, very quickly. And we've got game week 18 to worry about with the blank. And then potentially the double game week in game week 20, although that's kind of gone very quiet now. But who to you would be your priority? Yeah, I've got to make sure I've got these players in moving forward. My understanding is we should find out about the double this week, maybe. Mm. I mean, there's you know obviously there's plenty of people on Twitter to check out for that. So please do keep in mind that, you know, if we get that information, it might change what you do. But I actually think it will change it a little less than usual because the two teams mostly involved, Brentford and Man City, have good fixtures anyway around the blank. So you may want their players or at least build your squad in a similar fashion. Which brings me to answering your question. I think there's probably three teams, because we have limited time, we really do have to focus on only a few teams. And that would be Chelsea, Brentford and City for me. Now, of course, I don't have Haaland. I just brought in Alvarez. So maybe City won't be the answer for most people because they may already have Haaland. They may even also have Alvarez. So you may not want to add a third with the blank. I think Brentford, people probably only have Mbumo. I think a goalkeeper is a very good shot. I know everyone's looking now at, you know, Newcastle replacing their injured goalkeeper, but I think keep an eye on Brentford uh, and Flecken, presumably will keep that first choice spot because I think he's fit. Uh, and then Chelsea, just because of the brilliant fixtures over this, over this period and their good players. If you're absolutely sorted for all of those teams, maybe a little bit of Liverpool, but I'd be surprised if you don't already have like a Salah and a Simakas and probably even a Darwin now. Yeah. What about you, Rich? What are you thinking? Because I, I love what Seb's just mentioned about Brentford keeper because I was looking quite a lot this week at, before the whole Depravka thing happened I was like I, I was looking at Raya and uh, Flecken I was like I, I might get one of those in not to replace Ariola but to go with Ariola because then you potentially have that you know bench boost option maybe in 20 uh, but also you've got that double game week keeper is that something that you'd be looking to do or do you think Depravka is just the way to go so my plan was Flecken that's been yeah. my plan for for quite a few weeks but obviously now i've used two free transfers and my team's probably further away as in i don't have watkins so i do need to probably get him back for 18 see you smirk there like you look quite happy about that but yeah <laughs> I, i've got other things to do so if that was me it's because i punched my microphone sorry oh, no, it, was, it, was it, was it was andy it was me i'll go back to just well. abusing my equipment then quietly <laughs> but yeah i've kind of i mean first of all the double's starting to look less and less likely as every day day goes by but obviously there'll be people out there know a lot more than me about that so i am starting to not think about it as much um i think dubravka i mean i guess we get to that when we get to transfers i think i think it's a good, i think it's a good move if you've not got anything else to do and especially if you haven't got much money like like i don't because it's improving hopefully it's improving your points from goalkeepers for at least the next few weeks um up until then you could then look at doing areola to fleckham if you've got a spare transfer, or you could just let that let that one go, just not have that second Brentford player. Yeah. So we're, the, we're the all... one thing on Dubravka, if I may, is I think there'll be I think like you know if you're in a situation like Rich is, I think he's put that well. It's a good transfer, but it's definitely got a time limit because come January, 
they will sign another goalkeeper. The question is whether it's a first choice quality goalkeeper or a backup quality. Yeah. And if Dubravka's done well, say they do sign De Gea, who, you know, either is or isn't in shape, who knows, and maybe Dubravka's been amazing. It would seem very harsh to to strip that spot from him because he's been there providing the understudy. This is his chance. It would seem harsh to give it to another goalkeeper. But then if Dubravka hasn't done well, maybe the other goalkeeper will come straight in. So that uncertainty can be tough. And so I would say that doesn't mean you shouldn't get Dubravka, especially if there isn't a double for Brentford. It means you should just have confidence in your other goalkeeper because you may well need them. Yeah. I think that's that's the that's the key really isn't it you wouldn't sell if you had Ariola and a backup like Strakosha or taylor or something i don't think you'll try and save the what the point three and just have Dubravka as your only keeper yeah. yeah i think you'll be going for that rotation and the rotation works really really well as well so one other team we should mention and i guess kind of links to keeper here because i've got raya is arsenal uh probably the one team i didn't mention there we all probably have i think it was a popular transfer this week and last week they have good fixtures they're a good team i think that's probably the other team you might be looking to cover over this period yeah um we've mentioned uh, we've kind of naturally gone on to dubravka here rich you were mentioning there a few of the problems if you went dubravka or was it i can't remember which way around it was now no, i'll go to rich first um are you a little bit worried if you went to dubravka that you're also potentially not then able to get other Newcastle players. So is Dubravka the best player you can get for that? For instance, that lovely run in three game weeks, which is Fulham, Luton and Forest all in a row. Would you prefer to have, say, Gordon Trippier, Isak or Gordon Trippier and another defender? Is it, is it blocking you a little bit? Because we say this always about, for instance, Liverpool. Don't go Kelleher because you might want triple up somewhere else. Is that the same with Newcastle or do you think it's slightly different? It doesn't put me off. I mean, if you remember at the end of last season, I was happy just going for Steele in goal for Brighton. Do you remember when a lot of people said the same thing? And obviously, he did really well until Estepinian went crazy one game week. But I can't really see a route I can afford Trippier, so I'm not worried about that. We look at the strikers. I think Isak owners have got very unlucky because it sounds like Wilson's not actually that far off mm. being back. So I don't want to play the roulette with Wilson and Isak. We've talked about all the good strikers there are. Because of the midfielders I've got at the moment and the fact that if one got injured, I'd like to go for Sterling. I'm not that fussed about getting Gordon either. Good. So, Good. So, I've, so I've got Livramento. I'd happily have to Pravka. Really, then the question is, do I just squeeze in Botman as well and go triple Newcastle defence without Trippier? Ooh. Um, Ooh. Or, or I could go for Trippier, but I just don't think I can afford him and I like the structure of my squad. So no, it doesn't worry me at all. And like we talked about with Flecken, when it comes to singles and doubles, we're going to do goalkeeper transfers. So it almost excuses you to do it. So I think it'd be quite easy to get off. I was even looking at Kelleher last week and I felt the same. You know, if Liverpool doubled, you can easily get off a goalkeeper when there's singles and doubles. Yeah. It's it's very interesting that we've just mentioned jump on Chelsea, potentially Liverpool, City and Brentford. We didn't once mention Newcastle, but we're all thinking, oh, we want to make this move to Dubravka. Is that just because the value's there and they're such a good defence and the fixtures aren't maybe something you have to worry about so much, Seb? I, I guess the answer to that is, were we thinking about Newcastle before Dubravka? Yeah. I don't think we were. Maybe we should have been. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean we haven't been handed an opportunity here to correct our error. But I think it is the opportunity. It's the price that you can mm-hmm. get in on a Newcastle defender goalkeeper quite cheaply. Maybe in a period as well when people are looking for goalkeepers, so that's quite helpful. Some people will have Trippier, and that is a lovely solution to that problem. And I think Isak and Wilson is a hard one. When I was when I made my ill-fated 
Watkins to Alvarez move this week, I did look at Isak for a moment. And I was trying to work out, just based on their previous minutes and injuries and stuff, whether Isak was slowly becoming that first choice ahead of Wilson. And Wilson would maybe be more of the backup. And the absolute best I could convince myself that was, yes, Isak, when both fit, will be first choice for the harder fixtures. And therefore, Wilson might get the easier ones. And I was like, oh, well, that's the opposite of what I want in FBL. So even if you think Isak is like the first choice number nine, that might be the worst thing for FBL because you want the easier fixtures. So I think unless there's another injury, we have to leave, unfortunately, the Newcastle strikers alone. So then your options are, what, Gordon and a bunch of defenders. So I think, to go back to what Rich was saying, you're probably going to go double defence Newcastle anyway if you are going to go Newcastle. So one of them being the goalkeeper does seem fine. Yeah, uh, and It seems then, like oh, I was on. just doing some digging because I was trying to look at Dubravka and if they're going to sign a replacement and stuff. And I actually stumbled upon a lot of Newcastle journalists seem to be suggesting that Newcastle are going to try and sign a striker in in January, maybe in the summer. Because obviously Isak and Wilson keep getting injured. Yeah. So I don't know if it would just be some young striker who's going to try and compete with them. But you could have that thrown into the mix as well. Yeah, potentially I mean, so i just i mean would man city thick. would man city be happy with Isak and wilson and i don't mean that harshly that's newcastle's goal right their, their goal is to become the next man city so eventually they are going to sign either better players or at least more in that that position and every position yeah moving on to i've brought up the screen now which is fixtures up to 21 but not so not including game week 18 now Seb, I've already said if you've all, if you've used your wild card and you're not interested in using your free hit, what would you do? We've covered that. Now looking at it, so without 18, if you had a free hit in 18, so if you are dead set on doing that, if you're like, yes, that's what I want to do. I want a free hit in 18. And we're going to go to Rich after because he's got strong feelings about free hit in 18. But if you were going to free hit in 18, where would you be using your transfers then? Would it massively change? Because obviously you won't have that free, you won't have that transfer in 18. But whatever team you've got, obviously, from 17 moves over to 19. So what would you be kind of targeting there instead? Sure. So I think next week, which will be two game weeks, we may look at this sort of like, what would an optimal free hit look like or a wild card out of it, which I think is the interesting combination. Although I'll leave the analysis or the the negative analysis of that to Rich in a minute. I think in regards to your question, it's kind of quite nice that we just mentioned Brentford, Chelsea, Arsenal, Liverpool, didn't mention Wolves, Man City. Those are basically all the teams we just called out. So if you were to free hit in 18, you're probably making the same transfers we all kind of want anyway, but maybe just in greater magnitude. So you really could go and grab two, three, maybe Brentford players if you wanted. You can get three Chelsea, anything that one changes. Arsenal are fine up there. Uh, I forget their 18 fixture. It is, is it Liverpool? Arsenal, Liverpool? Is that yeah. why Arsenal? That's why Arsenal and Liverpool have jumped up. So yeah. you get to skip that one, which is nice. Of course, then it'll be 4-4 four, four and you know, Salah gets the hat-trick and so you'll look silly. But that's probably why those two, two teams jump up. So yeah, maybe you get to either go in on those players or hold on to those players if you were going to make transfers. But interestingly, and maybe this segues into what Rich will cover, probably doesn't change our teams that much I, I the only thing i will i because like you said brentford obviously you can go in heavy on man city though you can go in proper heavy on man city you could get you know harland alvarez and so another attack the thing, if you the thing to, is or... you say you can go in heavy on man city well until until if you know until what was it game week eight when i wildcarded harland out and other people made a similar decision we all only had Haaland and Alvarez anyway, or in my case, Haaland and Edison, I think it was. Yeah. So, like, would you want to get three? Like, you've got to pick probably a Doku or a Foden or yeah, yeah. someone like that to go alongside Haaland and Alvarez, or if you're me, you get Edison. So I don't know if that opportunity is any bigger than it always is with Man City. And the question is just, can you nail the minutes? I think I think the opportunity is there because you would have them before the 
the blank game week and you'd have them immediately after the blank game week in 19 where they got Everton away and then Sheffield United at home and you'd just be hoping that people would take a long time to get back on. Sure, them, I but I, so I guess, my so I hear you, but I think my point is that like, if you remove 18 and this was just Man City's fixture run, yep. yes, it looks great, but all that would mean is that the captaincy was nailed on Haaland mm-hmm. and you'd own another Man City player. But would you own three? Because like, they had good fixtures at the beginning of the season and not everyone owned three. Yeah, no, no, very true. And I think, I was wondering whether that's because obviously there were better options. I was looking at this a lot last week in terms of yeah. if you would go for a defensive asset, who would you go for? And if you would go for a third attacking one, because like you said, Haaland yeah. and Alvarez are the big two. And then it's defensively, do you go Edison or do you go with Rich's boy and Walker? Because obviously Walker's played majority of games or do you go for a Doku? But then Grealish is, is back now as well. Yeah. It, it is tough picking that third Man City asset. I think, I think that's exactly the thing. if you get it and yeah. get majority of minutes, I think you've done okay. But... For instance, if I asked you now, if you were to do this and you were going for a free hit at 18, who would be your third Man City asset? Yeah, so I think I think that's exactly the thing, right? You've nailed it, where you'd, you'd want three. You definitely want three, yeah. but calling the third is hard. Yeah. Let's just say everyone has Haaland and Alvarez. I think that's that's reasonable enough. Mm-hmm. I'd probably grab Edison because I love me some of that Edison pain. But yeah. we've just discussed there were good goalkeepers over this period. You don't have to get Edison. Mm-hmm. Therefore, maybe you're looking at a defender or Foden or Doku. Um, maybe Foden, but would you get more points out of him than, for example, you're not going to lose in Boomer, are you? But maybe another Arsenal midfielder or a Chelsea midfielder. Maybe that's the Palmer spot and you'd save two million. Yeah, no, exactly. And Rich, you're the opposite side of this where you're like, why on earth would anybody be free hitting in 18? So I'm not that strongly against that. I just don't like it <laughs> you myself. You sent so many strong worded messages to me earlier. <laughs> this is, this is joking, all lies. This is all lies. Um, <laughs> No, so I was I was just looking at like the transfers we're going to be doing in the future, or at least the moves I'm looking to do, and we're going to be bringing. I think there's going to be a dilemma. People are going to be torn between going for a Spurs defender or a Chelsea defender. Yeah. But I think that's going to be a move that happens probably for people with two Arsenal defenders. That's going to happen. So that that's two players you're probably going to bring in in the next couple of weeks, and they've got a good fixture in 18. We're talking about like Dubravka or the Newcastle defenders. I mean, again, they have a good fixture in game week 18. I think people are going to be looking at that. Um, especially with Liveramento playing well, you know, a couple of times. We've talked about Palmer already, who you're going to have. People have got Watkins. People who don't have Watkins probably going to bring Watkins in. Yeah. And then there's Son. I think that's that's similar. So that's what, one, two, three, four, five, six or seven players there out, out of your 11 that would, you'll probably have most of them on free hit. So yeah. I just don't see enough difference between, and obviously every team is different, but between the the template team and then a free hit team and especially with like Dubravka and we talk about you know if they're signed David David De Gea or whoever in a minute but if a lot of people's goalkeepers then upgraded massively you've got you know Dubravka against Luton instead of being forced to play Ariola against Man United yeah I just don't I just doesn't feel like a massive upside one and I think personally I prefer to use my free hit in a double game week I mean there may be people out there that don't have Son and Watkins for example and don't want to get them Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I doubt there's that many people. I can get it in that kind of situation. But we've also got transfers to prepare for this as well. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I do get that. And I and I completely agree with you in terms of you, there's not going to be a lot of difference between your current team and the team you could get in 18 anyway. But there are, there are going to be people doing it. And I think there are some advantages for doing it. And I've already mentioned before, like if you're going to do it, I would avoid Liverpool and Arsenal players completely and try and go completely against what everybody else has got and see if you can kind of surge up a little bit. But it does seem risky in a blank game week. And it's 
it doesn't feel like that high upside play like we're kind of used to. And there's also a bit of a coward in me because, yeah. like, look what just happened this game week. I mean, I felt like I don't want to keep going on about it, but I used both my transfers. And I thought they were improving God, my team. Stop going on about <laughs> it, Rich. <laughs> like I was attacking Liverpool heavier, you know, at home to Fulham, etc. Yeah. And I mean, you can get unlucky in a single game week. I mean, you can get an unlucky in a double as well. But I just feel there's that more security if you're free hitting in double game week players. You've got more chance to get lucky. Yeah. So, yeah, you could free hit game week 18 and it's just... And I don't want to talk people out of it. I really don't. But, you know, it could just be a damp squibber of a game week and stuff happens that you don't expect. I mean, maybe Archer will score um, score a yeah, brace or something. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think you have to have a significant difference between your current team, so your game week 17 team, and then your game week 18 team as well. Yeah. And last scenario here and we're going to be quite quick with this because we obviously it's been a bit of a, a longer pod but we've got a lot to discuss wild card rich if you still had your wild card when would you be using it now i, I actually looked at this so, yeah. so it would be game week 19 mm-hmm. and then hopefully there's a double and you can use your triple captain chip in in game nice. week 20 and i mean just looking at it it was something like flecken and debravka in goal i'd probably still have an arsenal defender i'd have walker mm-hmm. um i'd have james liveramento I put maybe Pinnock. I wasn't sure how budget, budget would work. Then the midfielders, I couldn't really... It was basically Saka and Bumo because he might have a double. Yeah. Palmer and, and Foden, potentially. Mm. Because obviously, you're then looking at AFCON around the, yeah. around the corner as well. And then Harlem Watkins and Gel Pedro or Darwin or something. Pedro. Pedro, yeah. Oh, he's Pedro got Bumo drafts. But I guess one of the risks there is if you're going to be doing that, you're going to probably lose... Well, you're going to lose Son and stuff. Yeah, maybe a little bit earlier than other people, but you'll be able to have your funds distributed better. So if, if that double doesn't happen, I I, I think it's going to be tough. Like it's, I know you can look at the you know all of January, but I think it's going to be tough to ha- get a massive advantage. And Son has Bournemouth at home in twenty as well, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah so it's a tough one. It's it's not ideal, is it? Yeah, Seb, wild card if you still had it. There's people out there who had it. There's people in the chat saying I've still got mine. I'm loving it. Yeah, I mean I think that's nice. I would. So if you're not combining it with a free hit, which I think is a nice move, obviously sort of, you know, dead ending in while cutting out, which is nice. I think it's not dissimilar to Rich. Like it's in that turn. You've got to use it by, so 19 going into 21, mm-hmm. or 18 into 19. That's the, you've got to use it by 20. The new, 20. Yeah. yeah, so in 19, so by 20s, yeah, I think. But the turn of the new year is basically when you've got to use it. Um, I think you'd set yourself up. There are some good fixtures, uh, especially as you said, with, you know, important players involved. So I think you would just use it to set yourself up for that little turn there. And the almost the main benefit it brings, which again, Rich touched on, is all, not so much the team you can build, but like the team you could have beforehand because you can get away from it. So I think it, it's a nice one. Of course, if you haven't already used your wild card, you maybe are a little further behind people who did earlier because there was another nice window to use it. So you'd hope to then gain that rank that you know you're kind of owed. If you're already doing really well, then you're just in a very lovely position and can just set yourself up for the sort of medium to long term. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, if you're if you're kind of top 100k at the moment with your wildcard still intact, then I think you're in a lovely place. I think what you want, I didn't want to sound too negative on wildcard as well, but I think you basically you want some chaos to happen. You want some big yeah. injuries to happen. You definitely want the double game week to happen. And it, it's hard to tell this far out with so many like fixtures in, in between. So I think, yeah, doing an exact teams probably, it's, it's, it's almost pointless, to be honest. Yeah. I, th- I think if you come this far, your team would have to be awful to use it now instead of waiting for, for 19. That looks I'm, the best I'm, time. I'm kind of wondering, though, whether it's worth holding it till the very last week so you can then 
get rid of Salah and Son, so you can keep Salah and Son right till the end. Well, you can hold it till 20, but then you can't triple captain if there's a double. That's true. That's true, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, if you've still got it, there's a, there's a few little options, but hopefully we've gone through wildcard, no free hit, free hit and wildcard for you there. So uh, do look back through if you want to, because I think there's some good stuff in there, if I do say so myself. Right, let's move on to the overs or unders. We brought it back this week. We didn't have it last week. We gave it a bit of a rest. We've gone for only two weeks this week because it's such quick turnarounds and everything changes so quickly. So we've gone for just two weeks this week. So first up is David Raya. He's got uh, Luton away and then Aston Villa away. So two away fixtures there. I've got him as 8.5. So Seb, what do you think? Over or under on 8.5? Meet myself there. Um, two clean sheets. Over. Oh, that was confident, Blimey. wasn't it? Rich? I was just trying to work out if I get a save point. Yeah, that's that's uh, what I did. I was thinking going over. appearance and then a save point. And it's, but yeah, exactly. You're going over, so you're going nine over. points, are you? Yeah, uh, I think yeah. nine. Uh, Trent's up next. Sheffield United away, Crystal Palace away. Oh, I've got him as 11.5, Rich. What do you think? Got to go over for this. Got to go over. Yeah. I'm not expecting braces. Oh, actually, he only scored one, didn't he? Um, but I'm not, not expecting multiple attacking returns every week. But yeah, over. Yeah, Seb. Sheffield United. Seems goal scoring for him, mate. He'll, he'll, he'll double it. Yeah, nice. Uh, then we've got uh, Livermento next. Uh, Everton away and Spurs away. Uh, I've got him as 8.5. This can also be for Dubravka, if you like. So you can do it for both. So, Seb, what do you think? 8.5. Oh, see, that's harsh because obviously one has the attacking, one has save yeah. points in there. Um, so, like a generic Newcastle defender, mm -hmm. you need a clean sheet and something else. Uh, I think maybe just scratching under because I think Tottenham don't allow the clean sheet, so you need the something else. So I will go just under. And and this isn't Trippier, right? Trippier over because just magic bonus out of nowhere. Yeah. Rich? Magic <laughs> what? <laughs> um, bonus. What did I say? Bonus. Oh, I see. Oh, um, but I hear it now. Yeah, but yes, I mean, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. man. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe you can. I might rewind this later. Um, I don't know if Liveramento is going to play both. There was a Newcastle fan saying he expects one of Liveramento or Trippier to be benched against Everton, mm. but he didn't know which one. Let's say it's the goalie. Let's say it's Dubravka. I think this will be a bit like Raya. This will be a, a nine, so I'll go over. Uh, we got Cunha up next. Easily the best fixtures out of these six. Burnley at home, Nottingham Forest at home. 10.5 I've gone for him, Rich. What do you think? Those fixtures. Oh, I'm gonna go over the the fixtures Ooh. are very very good. I mean, he, he could get nine and then a blank, for example. Well, that wouldn't be over. Oh is right, it? no, sorry. Oh, sorry, a blank is in zero. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> nine plus two is eleven. She's over yes. ten and a half. Yes, that yep. is right as well. That's that is right. You teach maths at, at school. <laughs> Do I teach what? Maths, maths. with an F. Mate. They, they, they don't F. go above ten, mate. They don't <laughs> need to worry about it. Exactly. Uh, Seb, what do you think? Uh, under just to help with your counting. Yeah, nice. Yeah, ten point five is way above what I normally count to. Uh, oh no, you're your, that hurt my back. Your lad, your lad. I can't Seb, laugh. Phil Foden up next. Nine point five. I projected him. Aston Villa away. Luton away. What do you think? Over. Over. Rich. I think you could replace this with like Doku as well. It's kind of like that other attacking City yeah. player, right? Would that be fair? Yeah, Rich. I mean, I think he's going to play both because they got so many injuries and suspensions and over. Over. Over, yeah. Ooh. And last one, and I'm a gutted I didn't put Darwin next to him. Gone over uh, for them all. But what Watkins we've got next. Man City at home, Arsenal at home. 
They are the best attacking team at home so far this season, but they are playing the two best defensive away teams this season. So what do we think? This is like immovable object, unstoppable force, isn't it? So, Seb, what do you think? Uh, 9.5 I've given him. Uh, I mean, unstoppable force is, is generous, even if they are good. So I think under. Under. Rich? I've gone over for all of them. I think I'm going to go over. I think, yeah, I think I am going to go over here. Cool. So Again, hoping... eight plus two equals ten. So... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So you're hoping that Darwin. <laughs> Thanks you're for confirming, boss. Darwin is is much higher than this. You're assuming. I mean, Darwin. Yeah, it'd be over twenty. I reckon. Yeah, over twenty. Cool. Just in the Sheffield United game, I'm assuming. <laughs> yeah, that's by yeah. half time. Yeah. For Darwin to score twenty points, how many shots does he need? Like, how many crossbars does he need before he gets to score 20 no, points? I, like I said earlier... Can I say that I as a Darwin believer? It, it's probably 20, a six-pointer, isn't it? 20 points is four goals, isn't it? So he did it this time last year. For a strike, He did, like, yeah. do it. He did He did, He did. did bang a couple of times so just four before Christmas. Because this is, this is now that World Cup period where we were, you know, we were rebuilding teams and I was wasting Rich's transfers. He scores every one in four shots or something, isn't it? So I reckon... That sounds really... Good. Well, yeah, twenty like, points is. Three I guess it goals depends on the quality assist. of the shot, but yeah, like a thirty percent conversion rate is outrageous. Yeah. I mean, I know you said twenty-five, but I was if someone yeah, was one, three, <laughs> but like twenty-five yeah. percent would still be good. Like Messi yeah, is be, like must be worse than that. Then. Anyway, yeah. we're getting distracted. Right, lovely stuff. Over and unders. Let's have a look at our team. So this is my best team moving forward. I haven't made a transfer yet. I got Ariola in goal. I got Saliba, Simicas, and Mitchell, which I feel quite nice about. Although I'm expecting some kind of rotation with Simicas there potentially. Then I got Saka and Bumo, Son, Salah, and Palmer. Palmer, I am going to be playing against Man United. Unfortunately, I, he could get a penalty there quite easily. Uh, and then Watkins and Haaland. Haaland's my captain at the moment. He's not going to be. Salah's going to be my captain. Um, that's absolutely locked in. It will be Salah. And then I've got Taylor, Maguire and Archer on the bench with Turner on the bench too. So my transfer I'm going to make this week is going to be Turner to Dubravka and I'm probably going to do it tonight. I feel absolutely fine about that. I'm going to then play Dubravka as well because Newcastle have Everton away. And then I feel quite happy about that. I've looked at the kind of weeks moving forward and I played Dubravka quite a bit. There's one week I play Areola and I, can't, I think it's two weeks' time. I think next week. Is, I think this is weekend. It next week? Is it? Uh, yeah. yeah, they have quite a nice fixture. They've got they? Spurs, haven't they? They've got Spurs this week, yeah, but it's when I would next play Areola. Oh, um, no, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so um, two or three weeks West Ham have got Spurs and then Newcastle have got Spurs. Yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, I feel quite good about that move, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I've got. 0.8, 0.9 in the bank, and I'm just trying to build up a little bit if I can, because, like I said, I I, I looked at maybe doing the Maguire to Lascelles or Livermento move the week after as well. I don't know. There's there's a few little things I'm looking at, but yeah, we'll see. I getting to Bravka in will probably happen, especially with Pope out for four months. I'm not entirely convinced they're going to sign De Gea. I I just don't think they're going to spend the money on him in terms of how much he's going to be wanting. And I think Dupravka's kind of been waiting there to play, so I, I feel like it'll be okay. But we'll see what you've happens. Got, you've got a bit of a gift here that I'm jealous of. So Maguire, right? Obviously, I sold Maguire last week for yeah. my Simicast move. But there's clean sheet odds that really bad in 16. But yeah. Maguire's obviously at home to Bournemouth, so it's yeah, one yeah. of the better ones. It's so, the only I mean, time I'm going to play him moving forward, I think. Yeah, basically get to that and then, yeah, then chuck him. Yeah, he's gone. And and Taylor's got some nice fixtures moving forward as well. Like I'm actually going to play yeah, him over but, some of them. So no. Taylor, Taylor, Maguire, and Mitchell are basically going to rotate quite nicely for the next kind of four. He'll never weeks. play Taylor again. That will be his only clean sheet. Mate, until he plays Sheffield United again. 
Uh, my my really cheap defenders have been Taylor, Mitchell, and Maguire. They've all done bits for me so far this season, so I'm just going to keep rotating them and see what happens. Uh, right, moving on to Rich's team. Talk us through your best team, my man. Oh, I'm going to have to... Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll load mine up on my screen. I should know it off by heart. Would you like me to jump in and go through mine more, Rich? Uh, oh, I've got it, I've got it. Oh, um, so I've got, yeah, Simakas, Gabriel, and Saliba, defenders. I mean, they're top of the clean sheet odds, all of them. Mm-hmm. But will Simakas play? I don't know. I did think, shall I shall I bench Simakas for Liveramento? But then there's also the issue, will Liveramento definitely play? So I think for upside, I'm going to bench Simakas. Yeah. Even though he could well be benched. Um, so I don't regret anything with him again because I've regretted it the two times I've owned him. Um, they've got Saka and Bumo, Salah captain. I think that's quite easy. Um, and Son. Then I've got Darwin, Yel Pedro and Haaland vice captain. So I am, the decision I've got is I'm benching Palmer for Yel Pedro. I've got this wrong, one wrong a couple of times. I've got it right once as well. Yeah. But it's just Pedro at home to Brentford. It looks like he's going to play. I mean, obviously he had a little, he hasn't started five league games in a row. I've got I've got a good feeling here. As it stands, Neil's got him in his predicted team. Obviously, that could change oh, tomorrow. That's big. So, that's big then. Yeah, he he normally nails it. He's got Lalana in the ten with Pedro up top. So Ferguson rested. I mean, obviously, that could change tomorrow. I think we um, have seen like someone who's looked at this in more detail than me will know better. But I do think we've seen a relatively predictable pattern when you look back with like Europe and cup matches between like the mm. rotations between those players. It's just the injuries that have kind of thrown us while we've gone, oh, he must now surely be due consecutive starts. But it really does seem that the Jebi will try to rotate those positions. And as you say, therefore, because he didn't start at the weekend and now the midweek is the league, I think you're right. I think he is in line for a start and maybe even 90. The injuries have made it so difficult because obviously Lalana just randomly missed out in Europe and there was no update. We didn't get that till after the deadline last time. Um, obviously, Pedro had a late fitness test as well. Um, Matoma was out. He was he had a late fitness test, and then obviously started on the bench. Um, yeah, it's it's a nightmare. But he's on penalties at home to Brentford. I've I've got to do it, even though I don't want to bench Palmer away at Old Trafford. I really, really don't. I mean, would you two bench Darwin, for example? If I think Darwin's going to be benched, no, no. Uh, so if you got news that he was benched, I think there's a chance he comes off your bench. So then maybe the question is like, would you rather get ninety minutes of whoever or? 60 plus minutes of whoever your bench player would be or like risk darwin coming off the bench to secure points not knowing what game state could be right either because with Sheffield united say they were already a couple of goals up he might come on with like 10 minutes to go just just for legs right so you'd rather he came on two one down with half a match to go or something yeah. so i think it then becomes harder but without that information then i would just go for yes his minutes are probably good enough to mean that his points potential is okay to start over your bench options. I, I yep. think you, oh. I, I think you have it right, by the way. And also, these weeks, I seem to remember the last couple of years, we always worry about our bench order and who we're benching. And then all of a sudden, players don't play and your bench comes in anyway. So I, That's I not think, been happening with me, mate. <laughs> well, no, true. Yeah, very true. <laughs> but I would, I'd play Pedro over Palmer if I were you. I'm playing Palmer, obviously, and I expect that he could get something. But I think Pedro at home to Brentford with the expectation that he could actually start this week, I think is is fine, really. Yeah, it's too tempting. Oh, and transfer. I'm thinking of the same as you, but Strakosha to Dubravka. Yeah. We haven't touched on, there's all these rumours, aren't there, about like De Gea. They might be looking at De Gea, but yeah. it doesn't put me off too much. I mean, if it's a wasted transfer, it's a wasted transfer. I just, he's still better than Turner and Strakosha, isn't he? So. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, I, I'd hate to waste a transfer, and I hope it is like lasts until you know January at least, or, yeah. or beyond would be ideal. But 
Yeah, and I think the, the timing's really, really good because obviously Ariola away at Tottenham. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this could it could backfire, but it doesn't feel as bad as it. You remember last week, Ariola was obviously at home to Palace. Yeah, and there were people like myself looking at Kelleher. Yeah, that didn't feel like much of an upgrade. You know, fixture fixture wise, this does feel quite big to be honest. And then, Seb, moving on to your best team, talk us through it. Sure. So I have Raya in goal, which means I'm benching Johnston. Luton away versus Bournemouth at home, but Arsenal versus Palace. So I think starting Raya is the right move there. Uh, Trippier, Gabriel and Simicas. Salah, captain with Son. Saka, vice-captain. Palmer and Mbumo. Darwin and Julian Alvarez up front. With a bench of Johnston, as mentioned, Pedro Porro, Archer and Dallo. So the only real question would be, do I play Pedro Porro, West Ham at home? or Palmer, Man United away. I think that's relatively close. Hmm. Interested in opinions there. Um, the way around I've got it is probably how I'll leave it. Unless I change my mind, that didn't make sense. But you know what I mean. Like I'm, This is probably the 51% option, I think. Uh, and I will have one transfer after using both last week, and I would be very surprised if I use that transfer. I think the team's okay, and I need two to grab Haaland in the next game week. The time has come. Yeah, We've all got and- the same midfield now. Yeah, we do. Uh, just very quickly, uh, I'll ask one to Seb and then to Rich. Seb, captaincy, is it as clear-cut as just Salah? Because obviously Son has quite a nice fixture there, West Ham at home, and Saka has Luton away. Any of them tempting you at all, or do you think just Salah is completely clear? I, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a nice little bunch for sure, especially, mm. um, especially Luton away. But I think I will happily stick with yeah. Salah. The fixture may be ever so slightly harder than Arsenal's, but I think Salah is a better individual points gatherer than any of the Arsenal players. Yeah, and Rich, last one. Uh, you both own Gabriel. I've seen that he could be a bit of a rotation risk in this game. Obviously, you've got him, so you're playing him, but are you worried a little bit about him or are you just yeah, just fine? For me, it just is what it is. I mean, yeah. like I said, I've got Simicast, who I'm worried about. I've got Livramento, who I'm worried about. I've got Gabriel. I'm not going to play Taylor away to Wolves. Um, so, yeah, it just is what it is. Like, I think there's going to be some rotation this week and just hope, you know, I don't get stung, like, too badly by it. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm, I, I've am i now changed my move this week. I'm getting Pedro Porro in this week because he's going to absolutely haul on Seb's bench. <laughs> I can see it there. It looks, Captain, it just looks prime, doesn't it? Yeah, Captain Palmer. <laughs> And you covered uh, us both. This Let's is, have this is the way. By the yeah. way, I would definitely play Palmer over Porro myself. Yeah. Uh, this is the community team now. So they've got Ariola in goal with two, Cash with one, Simicast with four, Gabriel with two, Diaby with four, Salah with five, Palmer with one, Son with ten, and Buma with five, Alvarez with five, and Haaland with 14. They benched Taylor. They also took a hit this week. He didn't tell me their overall rank, which I'm assuming means they're not keeping up with us at the moment i think they're quite close but they're uh they've, they've had a few weeks that have been less than optimal let's say what's that what's their forfeit was that ever discussed organized no we are gonna we'll, we'll think of a forfeit we'll, we will think of a forfeit for him bless him i mean they're doing well they've done really Not well to play last year ever again yeah happen like to, that, to speak yeah. to Andy Actually, that's, that's, on a that's regular basis <laughs> no that's their forfeit this year rich yeah. uh right <laughs> let's move on to um some q a's now now before we do the q a's I need to scroll all the way back up in the chat because somebody put a super chat in right at the beginning uh, and it was $11 uh, and it was from Kay and he said, I've got Ariola, Strakosha, Cher, Lascelles, Gabrielle, Maguire, Taylor and then Template 7. I've got 2.1 million in the bank, one free transfer. I'm thinking of bringing in Dubravka. Does the triple Newcastle... It, sorry, is the triple Newcastle worth it? So if he's got... Share Lascelles and Dubravka. 
I mean, Rich, you've already mentioned triple Newcastle once tonight. Do you think that's worth it going for those three? So they have Dubravka. So I'm just trying to keep up here. So they hit up Dubravka, Cher, and Lascelles. Yeah. I mean, the interesting thing is, obviously, Botman's back in training now. We found that out earlier today. Um, I, I wouldn't be put off by going, yeah, Dubravka. I mean, you might have to sort out the Lascelles problem when it becomes a problem i mean it might not even be a problem till till january onwards or it could become a problem next week so no i would have no problem with going for nice going for three newcastle defenders i mean it went well last year didn't it thank you for being thank you for being patient Kay. by the way uh and seb what do you think i mean i think rich has covered that well um i just add that we discussed this a couple of times recently actually the idea that if i have a player should i get another player from that team Especially when it comes to defence, I guess you are sort of doubling up in terms of your joy or or despair when that clean sheet is gone. But I don't think exposing yourself to... I don't think uh, having two or three players from a defence as opposed to one or two is any more than sort of like a marginal adjustment on like our risk appetite there, right? Yes, you of course, you are exposed more to that team and the points that they will return, but we're picking individual players, even in defence, because yes, we're picking a team defence, but we're picking those individuals. If, for example, three Newcastle players, if all three of them are in the top group of predicted point scorers in the next few weeks, then great, grab three of the top predicted point scorers. Yeah. Um, it's more fun and it's over quicker. Jay <laughs> Is that the exposure? That's what my wife says. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jay Sullivan says. Uh, we both went for it. Nice. Yeah, I know. Uh, we are, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Uh, it says uh, Jay Sullivan asks, who's the best cash replacement, 5.5 or under, Seb? We'll do these really quick fine now. Best cash replacement, 5.5 or under? Um, so I won't get a list up then. I guess probably an Arsenal defender yeah. off the top of my head. Nice. Rich? Possibly Poro. Possibly, just because Arsenal do have a couple of tricky fixtures coming up. I'm disappointed in both of you. Thought you'd both go for East James. Neither of you. I'll, did. J- I'll just give uh, it a little bit longer on. Oh James. yeah, five, no, no, no I'm give it till Saturday. Five, five. I'd like to change my answer to East James, please. Uh, Hassan Orang says, "Would you bench cash for Kabore or Taylor this week? What do you think, Rich?" Well, I, I must admit, is it, well, I haven't well, looked at the Luton. Kabore's got um, Arsenal, and oh, of course, yes, yeah. I'm not sure about Taylor. Wait, say um, the question again. I've got the fixtures up now. Would you bench Cash for Kabori or Taylor? I'm assuming he's worried that Cash is going to be benched again. No, but what I'll do, I'll, I'll check out. So FPL Villain, obviously he's he's um, on Twitter. He's got very accurate predictions. If he thinks Cash is going to play, yeah, then I'd. Then again, it's not an easy easy fixture, is it? Yeah. He I'm guessing the there's no transfer to sell Cash. No. Uh, what do you think, Seb? Uh, go again, sorry. Uh, cash, would you bench cash for Gabore Taylor? Yes, but yes. obviously my hesitation there. Taylor could even minutes, be the best one right. there, but that's not a great Min- indictment I mean, on I the mean, options. I think it's minutes is the is one of the main factors there. Yeah. Uh, Tom Mills says, are we sleeping on Solanke? Consistently picking up points. Bournemouth steadily improving as an attacking outfit. Uh, excellent fixtures, game week 70 to 19. And after two years without, they're surely due a pen. Uh, so quick fire again then, boys. What do you think, I, Seb? I don't know if I'd say sleeping. I've been a fan of his for, I mean, a lot of people who like to look at analytics have for a couple of seasons. It's more just about spots and whether he works in a team. If, for example, you have a Haaland and looking for a cheap striker, there are very few better. Rich? I, I mean, I do like him. I think the pricing's made a lot of these players like that quite tricky. I think maybe if it enables like a Trippier or Trent, maybe you could look at it. But obviously we've said all the benefits of players like Watkins and 
obviously Haaland and <laughs> yeah, Pedro. Um, yeah, it really does depend on team structure. There, he's, he's a good option, obviously. Um, but there's a lot. There's a lot of okay options at striker, and I guess he's one of them. Yeah. He's one of the few strikers that's pickable that's on penalties. Mm, true, uh, but they just don't get them. Xenophile uh, no. says, "Should I do Mbumo to Son? What do you think, Rich?" Oh, I mean, I'd rather have Son than Mbumo, but why not both? Surely there's a another midfielder you could upgrade if you can get. That's a lot of money to have in the bank. Yeah. Uh, Greg Watson says, "Seb, are you still getting rid of Salah to get Haaland? Probably, yeah. Um, I have the option of Son as well, uh, but it depends on 18 because Son is a much better ha- option to have an 18 uh, than Salah. So I think it depends on that, but I can go either way. You could get Sterling and Haaland in one move, essentially. Sounds like a thing you'd do. Alan Goldsmith says, I listen to this podcast every week. Uh, and I'm currently sitting inside the top 100k. I stand on the shoulders of giants. Thank you. No worries. I was going to say, with none of us in the top 100k, mate, like you don't your listen hard enough, up. do you? <laughs> listen, listen more and give us a chance. Um, and we'll do two more. Let's have a look. Uh, uh, Tristan Cox says, am I mad for taking out Haaland so I can afford Trent for Sheffield United? What do you think, Seb? I mean, ask me a few weeks ago when I'd say no, but I'm getting him back, Luton, my friend, and a couple of good fixtures. So... If you've got a plan, I respect it. But I think now is the time to grab Haaland again, not to lose him. And Rich, last one. Frey says, what to do with Diaby this week? Although I think he was getting a rest and likely to start, I've had him since game week eight. I think with that fixture as well, City, I think that's an easy sell. Yeah, I I really do. I think there's just too many risks with him. I mean, yeah, you might want him again in game week 18, but would you fully trust him? Mm. So I think I would sell. Right, chat, thank you so much for joining us. Now we had over 600 people in the chat, which is fantastic because I'm not going to lie, I'm assuming there's a lot of streams going on tonight uh, because obviously we have the deadline tomorrow now. Please, please, please make sure that you you lock in your team ready for tomorrow because, like I said, there are some real chances to move up in the ranks in the next couple of weeks. There's also some chances to move down in the ranks, but less said about that, the better. Rich, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I hope you enjoyed yourself, bub. I did. Oh, you've gone back to saying that again. That's... Unlike last week, just check in if Dubravica's rising. Threw you right off. And he possibly is. Yeah? Yeah. So I know Uh, what we're going to (laughs) do. Yeah, I know. Uh, Seb, thank you so much for joining us again, bub. Thank you for having me, my friend. Yeah. You enjoy yourself? I did. Yeah, I did. Thank you. It made me forget about my my little bit of sickness. And uh, you'll have to excuse me if I was like looking over this way. I changed my screens halfway through to try and give myself probably noticed the lighting change so i could have team and you but i sort of realized just towards the end that it means it looks like i'm not looking at you at any point so um just getting my revenge for earlier when i was chatting nonsense and you were you were looking at chat mate yeah exactly Uh, and on that note can you please make sure you like the stream because uh basically all the people above us say oh lots of people liked it so it must be good so if you can like it that'd be fantastic thank you so much uh right Good luck this week, and by the time we see you next time, me and Seb will see you on Friday, but by the time we see you next time on the Scoutcast, it would have been two game weeks been and gone. Me and Praz will be here Thursday. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, Rich and Praz. Like we said, we'll see you. We'll see you Friday. I think they do a stream or something. Uh, And uh, we'll we'll, uh, see you. (laughs) Do do tune into that. They're really good. Praz and Rich are really good. I'm joking. Uh, Praz is excellent. Uh, So uh, we will see (laughs) you uh, next week. I know, I couldn't. Rich, we love you. Don't leave us. Yeah. I I'm reckon off. I need to lie down. I reckon two of us will be in the top 100k by the time we do a scout cast next time. 
and the way it's going <laughs> well, is that because I'll just keep dropping and I'll Rich be like 190 <laughs> Rich will be above me next week which means I'll be above him the week after because that's what we keep doing Rich <laughs> lovely stuff right we'll see you all uh, next week bye bye <laughs>